0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pack your playlists, start your sleep timers, and finish up your uh, melatonin-candied chamomile hearts, because it's time. Happy oh, and it's Canada Week with a twist of maple sh- sugar candy, because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And I got another nice message in from the mystery bar, to a, lullaby, a lovely lullaby. It actually has some hints, so if you listen close uh, tonight or tomorrow, you might catch it. Mystery Bard? This is my song today, and there will be a song tomorrow When love has come to play Music is my arrow Cupid is so tired, so I'm giving him a break Now Cupid sleeps, and I stay awake to sing la 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 la, every day I will sing la 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 la, good night Cupid. Uh, thank you, mystery bard. And if everyone can remember, uh, I'm looking for 10 percent of the audience to participate in our Patreon over at sleepwithmepodcast.com/slash/patron. So right now we're averaging we're, we're around one percent of listeners. We need about nine percent of people to jo- join up. eventually, we're getting about 20 people a day. So if if another t- is 20 or 30, you could think about joining tomorrow at a dollar. If you get a if you get value out of the show. And you just donate a dollar a month. If we can get 10% of the people, that'll be a legit um, enough money to pay Chris, our editor, and to start to to create some long-term sustainability around uh, Sleep With Me. All right, let's keep going. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep we do with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play I'm going to do the rest and what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever has been keeping you up at night whether it's uh, thinking about stuff worrying about stuff planning stuff uh, something going on with you physically or something you're going through uh, noise, uh, sound asleep, a sound uh, of sleep, a snoring partner, whatever it is, I'm going to try to t- take your mind off of that, distract you. And so, I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep dark night here, and I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, uh, wings of pointlessness. I guess wings of pointlessness and pointless meanders. Maybe I'll, well, maybe we'll w- meander on the wings of pointlessness. But the idea behind the podcast is that you can't think about two things at once, uh, and you know that, that. And I'm not sure; I'm not scientifically sure if that's true. I, I'm pretty sure I can think about I can I can definitely worry about more than one thing at once. Uh, but I guess it's to take your attention off of that and say, "Hey, I'm going to do this silly little podcast here," and give you a little bit of an alternative to focus on. Uh, but you know it, it'll be like a faux focus, F A U uh, X focus, a faux focus. Well, wow, that is a nice pipe. faux focus. You okay, has to think of a show that should be the name of a show. But <laughs> I guess it would be a, sh- a fake show. It hey, welcome... well, faux- to Well, faux focus, faux focus. This is uh, Scoots here. And I'm changing up the uh, intro to be a focus on a faux focus Now that's I don't think that's gonna go anywhere uh, but I find that amusing and it's just nice faux focus If you get you know if the podcast doesn't work for you just say that if you faux focus or instead of like tomorrow uh, when someone cuts you off just say faux focus and they'll say th- you know under your breath, and maybe they'll bring you. I don't know what it'll do for you. It, it, I think it relaxes me. Faux focus. Maybe not. Maybe it detaches me a little bit. But uh, I don't even know. Now I've rambled so much. Else, I don't even know how I got into this faux focus. Uh, but you can concentrate on me, but, but, but don't hold the concentration. Like uh, I offer an alternative droning uh, to whatever your mind, your body, or your feelings are telling you. It'll be kind of amusing. I'll be doing my best to make it decent. And, and uh, I mean, believe it or not, you know, I'm, I'm working at this. But but it, I guess when I put my mind to work, uh, this is the result. Uh, and what can I say? It puts people sleepless to sleep. Let's keep doing it. Uh, so you just lie back. I'm going to try to, I, I'm actually a lot more, I mean, I, I don't like to brag on this podcast. But about once a year, I brag in that once a year time is when, uh, they only do this in Australia currently, uh, but the brain, brain bots, uh, the, that's the part of your brain that chatters on, they vote for the entertainer, of the year, brain bot entertainer of the year. And, you know, I, I don't know if you know who the brain entertainer of the year 2016 and 2015 is, uh, but but I think you do uh, because it's me. I mean, what can I say, brain entertainer of the year? Uh, you know, they, but, but, it's, so I, I try to entertain those brain parts of you, uh, or what I call brain bots. Maybe they're your pain bots, or maybe they're your snore bots, or your noisy neighbor bots or whatever it is. Now, if you're new here, I guess I'll try to orient you before I lose you, which if you, if you're not going to like the podcast, I probably already lost you. I, ideally, if you're, you're on the fence and skeptical, I like to give you applause and not faux, faux applause, real applause. Because why wouldn't you be skeptical about something like this? And with every passing sentence, you should—you—you you may become more and more skeptical of what I'm doing here. And it's simple, but but at some point, even your skepticism will get bored and you'll say, "Well, jeez, uh, he hasn't talked about his uh, vitamin program yet, or his tapes that he sells separately." Or whatever. So maybe, ideally, you'll fall asleep. Even your skeptical side will fall asleep. Uh, But this podcast is odd. It's for people. It's an alternative to guided meditation or ASMR or, no, you know, noises. Because, you know, that doesn't work for it. But it doesn't work for me. And I guess, like, you know, if, if you're a little bit like me, a little bit gray inside... Unfortunately, it's not. I don't have. We've talked about this. I don't have a lot of gray matter, but inside me, I've got a little bit of gray in there. Or a traditionalist might say a little blue. You know, sometimes the more positive stuff about climbing the slopes of a mountain, you know, and the joy of eternal discovery, you know, that triggers a sleepless night You're thinking about that. You know, well, why haven't I made that? Tr-? You know, it triggers so. This podcast is for people that say, well, you know, I don't know about that. I need something a little stranger, uh less goal-oriented. Because this podcast, the goal is to distract you Uh so that you stop listening, I guess. Because the alternative is like uh, audiobooks or podcasts. And those can work. You get a lot of lovely voices, voice actors or podcasters with beautiful voices. You know, not as creaky as mine, but, you know... Uh, soothing, but then you say, Well, geez, I mean, I, I, I look greatly up to Roman Mars, so I use Mr. Mars as an example. Plus, I love to say, Mr. Mars, especially when I'm d- repeatedly blocking him in checkout lines at like grocery stores. They say, Mr. Mars, did you get the uh, manuscript I sent by? Uh, and then a few times it says, I don't know who you're talking about, you know, I'm Mr. Jones. So I got to get, you got to study the headshot a little bit more of uh, the one I have. But, you know, Roman Mars has this beautiful, buttery voice. But who wants to, you know, you don't want to hurt Roman Mars. He's giving you, you know, tw- 20 minutes of an uh, intriguing story about design, you know, opening your eyes up to something undiscovered about the world or that, a new appreciation. I even heard him use, use the word didactic, and I said, wow, that is, it makes me like him even more. But, so you don't want to, you know. I think a lot of people have expressed you don't want to let Roman Mars down, right? So I'm your alternative. You, you fall asleep, you don't let me down. You make me happy, and just to set up, why would someone do this? Now I, I was someone that had a terrible time sleeping as a child, and for some reason that's one of those I guess they call it a formative memory. Like I can access those memories lying there at night, and I'll never forget them. And I don't blame anybody for that. Just and, and but. I, I can immediately put myself back there at the moment where you just wonder if you're ever gonna fall asleep and then you know just so I like to use the word rigmarole because that's really what it feels like and I'll never forget that and I tend to be of overthinker nowadays too an over-worrier, you know, over you know over all that stuff. So if you're in that situation, this podcast can help you out there but believe me, it'd be a more than an honor for me. Uh, so that's one level. The second level is this podcast is a bit of work, but it's also fun, kind of, uh, you know, when I can get over my self-criticism and stuff. And I get to tell silly stories and kind of see how they go and explore them and uh, help people fall asleep. So so what an un- unbelievable opportunity I have here. And it's an opportunity for you to, you know, I'll be here telling a story you can just do, do not off into dreamland. Uh, so that's how I guess works. You just kick back. You listen. Ideally, all the other parts that are cramming for your attention, they'll be like, yeah, this guy, you know, and they say, we could listen for a little while. It doesn't too bad. Yeah. So, and They say, hey, come on. Come a little closer, brain bats. Come a little closer. You know, all, all, all the parts of you. Come on in. Roll in. You know, I, I'm going to tell you, let your human sit back there. And you all keep a close eye on me because I tend to be a total screw up, so i want you want do you brainbots know how to raise your hands quietly? Oh wow, all your hands are up and now can you put your hands back in your lap okay i got tell i gotta tell you see that's how I won brainbot watch this hey brainbot, who do you think should be a brainbot entertainer of the year twenty seventeen? Oh, look at that! all those hands went up. That's so nice, great job. Uh, which of you think that other countries like United States should have brain body in entertain- Oh, wow. Wow. Excuse me. Why isn't your hand up? Oh, because you wanted to wait to put both hands up. Great job. So see, you're in good hands or, or you're in, uh, moderately, uh, you're in good oven mitts. I guess I wouldn't say I use hands when I do this because You're in reasonably comfortable oven mitts here. And that's if you're sleeping. You know, you probably don't want to be, what could be 100% new, new design, you'll be cradled in my oven mitts, They're, you know, with pillowy softness. So thanks for coming by. Uh, this is the podcast, and I really hope uh, I can help you fall asleep, all right? Housekeeping, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there. On our website, you can comment there. You can email me feedback at Sleep With Me Podcast. You can uh, get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on Facebook. I want to thank Chris Postybosis who edits our shows and does some of the music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork, on our honor. We have a Facebook group over over at sleepwithpodcast.com slash nods. I want to thank Alexandra, Laura, Rachel L. to the G, to Y, Julie C., Jennifer B., I want to thank Latitude on our subreddit. And that's it. Let's keep going. All right, this is a red pen run through for episode 35. And I'm here to tell you, you know, as I always do in the deep dark night, todo está bien. Everything is fine. And, of course, you say, well, that's a a way of looking at it, Scoots. And I'd say, well, how about this? What what if I tell you this? Todo está bien llegado. Everything's fine when I arrive. Now if you poll scientists or uh, people I've you know wor- workplaces I've been to places I visit uh, they're more on the May Allegra. I'm I'm glad you know when he leaves not when he arrives ye- when yegos, you know we go Yago, and our you know we go you know we're worried. And I say, hey, I'm here to bring you pura calidad, the pure quality of lulls and nonsense, you know, bobodas. Yes, I get a pura qual- calidad bobodas, uh, the purest quality nonsense. And I'll tell you what, one other thing I can tell you is tango de sobra. I have plenty of it. Uh, you know, I can reach an el nivel, an el nivel a level of bobodas. You know, unprecedented, and you might say, pero supongo que, uh, but I guess he's gonna finish up with this. Uh, no dicho, I'm saying I'm just getting started here. Uh, cause when I get to the bobotas related to sleep, related to lulls, related to carrying people off into dreamland, cause if I say Diego todo bien. when I th- when I arrive, I want everything to feel fine in the deep dark night in this safe place. You know, I take that muy, muy serio, a uh, very serious, muy, muy serio, because uh, I want you to get on my wings of pointlessness, and I want to take these lulls a uh, un más alto, even higher. You know, I, I don't really, I can carry you off on my wings of pointlessness, but that kind of sounds too grandiose. Uh, but at the same time, es tremenda, tremenda. It is tremendous, Uh, You know, the, I don't know, I guess tremendous. It's tremendous what I'm trying to do because, you know, the weight of the brain bots, I guess that is tremendous. Uh, They get in the way of your sueno, your sleep, uh, where you just want to be in bed, siendo, being, you know, being. And then you have all these things in your brain that give you all these razones, reasons. And the reasons, you know, this is kind of like a podcast opening, uh, bilingual, or, you know, Nilton. It's biurnal, diurnal. You know, what's what's a, what's a creature that doesn't leave the house? You know, this creature's active biurnally, uh, diurnally, nocturnally. Those are nocturnal. I think it's biurnal, diurnal, nocturnal. Doesn't have that r- r- urinal ur- ur- uh, sound to it. But what's a creature that never leaves the house? Because that's, you know, that's that used to be me a lot of the time. Uh, but there's the razones in your head, they start listing. And they'll say, oh, you know, why can't you, es un why, why aren't you a genius? And we're going to give you a couple of razones, cafe lo que hizo. That was what he did, that, you know, why your life isn't perfect, why it's cagada. Oh, mucha gente, so many people are higher than you. Uh, hey, que hacer, what are we to do? You know, uh, we kind of feel despierte, And that's why I say, you know, we're not, you know, Diego, I'm here, I arrive. Todo está bien. Let me bring the bobotas for sueno. And let me take my own masalto. And I'll give you miscuenta, my, my accounts. Of, uh, you know, if I had a new Bell a new car, uh, you bet I'd be talking about it. And you bet that I'd be pensando about it, thinking about it. And I know the kids, they like to say, "Say, stonta, you are silly. And I say, Yes, I am. I'm so silly. Why don't you sit down, please, and cross your knees, put your hands in your lap. Uh, because pero me alegra, but I'm glad when you sit down. And it was a long time ago, I think before I was born, that I said uh, besito chow, uh, goodbye to kisses. Uh, I don't know, I don't know when I, I don't remember saying besito chow, but it somehow it happened. Uh, I think even before I was vestida, before I was dressed, you know, and dressed down, Vesti vestida. And they said, well, couldn't I ban a ser a ocho? Can it, there'll be eight uh, besitos for me in my lifetime. And they said, no, 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 nada besitos. Uh, say ciao to besitos. And they said, so there's not going to be un lote besitos for me. And they said, bueno, well, dejemos cocinar, let's get cooking. And I said, oh, oh do you, okay, I'll start cooking. I'm good at that. That's very, you know, that's very romantic, isn't it? And I say, they said, what are you cooking? I said, Boyas uh, henio padazo. And they said, and even the Spanish speakers said, Boyas henio padazo. And I said, yeah, genius piece balls. That's what I call these. They're cookies. Don't worry. Don't freak out. They're, oh, you boyas henio pa- padazo. They're genius piece balls. Oh, I, I'm sorry, you must be confused when I, the piece I said, P-I-E-C-E, not P-A. that must have been what confused you. Genius piece balls. And they'd say, well, they look more like brains. And I said, yeah, gen- genius piece, piece is a genius, but been but, but in ball shapes. A grand chemical, like a grand chemist, a large chemical, you know, making these cookies. And I'm going to uh, pass I'm going to make them last. Hey, Joe, that's a fact. These cookies are going to be delicious. These uh, Genius Peace Balls. And if anybody, if they don't come out right, Kupa Suya, it's the it's oven's fault because, I, you know, my oven's a little pesky. Uh, it doesn't, my oven says no logicos. My oven doesn't believe in logic. I do I have more of a... Uh, uh, my oven's more of a Kirk than a, or actually it's more of a Shatner uh, than a Kirk. And it's definitely no Spock. And if you want, you know, if you have an oven, you kind of want your oven to be Spock. You know, you want it to be logical, logical. My oven's more of an open air, a pit of heat uh, uh, and full of aero de calculo, full of miscalculations. Uh, deep within it is two different thermometers I've bought to try to, uh, in my blanando pl- my planning to see well what temperature can I cook this at, and then I broke one. And I said asunto, that doesn't matter. I have two, uh, dos, docu- uh, so I'll be able to add to add a a uh, you know what? Know right, what the right temperature is. You know, conosco. I'll know. Uh, now the downside is used to have two, so I could say si sabe tam tanto. If you know both, then you know the both at three fifty. The oven's probably at three fifty. Uh, but there's a few spots in my oven that are olvido, uh, oblivion, because I put it in there it says it's three fifty, but then it cooks really fast or really slow uh and i see and this is another question i get you see a lot of things cook it in the center of the oven i always say uh qual centro uh, which center of the oven because it doesn't seem like there's an actual center of the oven because uh, it's like okay center rack but there's two racks you know there's no there's not three racks you know what i'm saying or no And I know you said, uh, Dejanos Cocinar, let let us get cooking. Uh, Capaz if we're able. You know, these uh, Genius Peace Balls, these are raras, rare cookies. You know, I'm the only one that makes them. And we take these candies, and this might be a strange term, but they're going to monta. They're going to mount the cookies, these candies. And those are uh, the peyo, the hair of the Genius Peace Balls. It's like a candy to... Candied hair, actually, I picked it up. They said, "Yeah, does it taste any better than regular hair?" Bayo, is that it? And they said, "They said, is this a little bit anything like a hiato? And I didn't get an answer. But that, monta, that's mounting the genius peace balls. And believe it or not, the genius peace balls—they have a two two things: one to eat them and enjoy them, and two to make you piensa, you think. You say, "Huh." I'm eating a brain like candy and I want it to stir a de- deseo, a desire within you to uh, ayumenta, to increase, uh, you know, what you have maybe in your sotano, your basement, where you might feel some balanada, some worthlessness, uh, some moral, spiritual, or, you know, even esteem-based... Uh, Quiebra, bankruptcy So balanada Quiebra, worthless and bankrupt there's, If there's a part of you down there That feels that way uh, It's time to motiva, it It's time to use the genius peace balls To motivate that part And say, you know Ultima vez, this is the last time uh, Esta serrado That things are going to be close to you I know you feel down And I brought you some genius peace balls uh, mira la hora, hombre. Look at the hour, man. Look at the time, man. At uh, times, you know, that, that was kind of a metaphor and a fact. At uh, times, wasting. It's time to uh, get on the mensaje, get the message. You know, I'm here. I'm here to uh, tell you uh, todo esta bien. And, you know, I, I, I believe me, when I make the genius piece balls I make sure uh, the Olympios sits clean say everything appears to be made from ingredients. Even the payo, uh, I was kidding about that, you know. Everything is seguro, safe to eat. And you might say, Scooter made these uh, brain candies? No, estoy tan seguro. You know, I'm not sure. Are you sure if I eat these I won't get the tiradas, uh, the spins? And I say, well, these are the kind of candies that distra They distract you. Uh, just like my my you know my pillowing you softly with my words, it uses absurdo, the absurd and I would not say this is any of this is uh, al al porciento one hundred percent works because uh, yeah, the Bobodas have not bolados uh, have not flown away. And believe me whenever any everybody leaves carreta con todo, everybody leaves the bag of everything if you know what I mean. And they say tiene hambre. They are hungry. And you might even some of you might say ahorita, no dios. Right now, you might say that. But hey, boy, I die comida. I'm going to give you food. You know, boy. You know, one uh, uh, genius peace balls. They're great. And I'm going to be amable, friendly. And one day. Hopefully, you'll say, Segano al Cielo. He won the sky. Uh, and you say, what? He won the sky for, what did he want? Besitos? He, he went all the way to the sky. He tried to win the sky. Segano al Cielo for besito, besitos. Or in chasing his besitos that went chow. And I say, I'll say to all you, Toma, mi amor, take my love. And a te robo un poquito. I see a little theft. Thieve it away. Thieve my genius piece balls. Thieve my besitos. Uh, Man Let it maintain you. Uh, and don't worry. No avances, no advances uh, de cero will be put on you. I will cover my lips with a bello, bello, a veil of pierda stone. The old stone veil that has covered so many of... You say, well, that's that's a paradoxical thing, a stone veil. And I say, no es un mineral. It's not a mineral, this veil. It's pierda stone. And believe it or not, pues, says muy bonito. This is this veil is pretty nice. You would think that the stone is uncomfortable because it's so heavy. But it allows me, you know, that way I don't eat my own genius peace balls. Uh, and we see, you know what we say when we're, you know, corremos estos, we run this, we run this uh, uh, Bobodas. And, uh, you know, uh, there are no more barras in my, you know, my life, bars you know, places or, you know, bars to jump over or go under. There'll be no desecho, no calling. Uh, but, you know, Pidan, P- I've learned to Pidan Ayuda, uh, to ask for help, you know, Peoris, it could be worse. You know, we could be in the deep gagato, hombre, but we're not. And you'd say, is this a re susitar, a resurrection? i well, metaphorically, maybe. Because uh, it looks like when you put the genius piece balls in the oven, they rise again. Well, they rise, I guess, for the first time. So, is resurrect, that's true. So, just erecting. I guess we're not resurrecting the cookies. But they're erecting, you know, they grow. Uh, you know. And, uh, Siguiente. Are you following me? Because in this situation, ganamos, we all win. Repito. Uh, repeat, I repeat, uh, SACAR uh, CONFIAR You can take trust in me. Because you know if I had a tattoo or a life saying it would be Demoro todo para nada. And this is the truth about this podcast. If it had a Spanish you know, catchphrase. Demoro todo para nada. Takes me all for nothing. Sleep with me podcast. Uh, Demoro todo para nada. Takes me all. ...for nothing. And that's a pretty apt description of the show. And it has some of my favorite things. It's a realistas. It's realistic. It takes me all for nothing. It plays with idioma, the language. It plays with the language. It has a mensaje in there, a message. It's breve, brief. Now, the show's not usually brief, but that's brief. It feels a little curata. It's a little cured, like a good ham... Uh, the todo toro para nada takes me all for nothing. It has a little bit levantara lifted, lifted. Uh, it's full of tontas preguntas, you know. That's what this whole show's full of uh, tontas preguntas, silly questions and bobotas nonsense. Uh, but uh, it'll leave no marcas, no marks, you know, 'cause I, you know, as I say, we're in the night, in the deep dark night, we're all egal. We're all equal, so Ben, come on, come on. Uh, let's sit down and, you know, share some boyas, or some genius pieceballs. Hey, Good night. All right, so we're talking metastasis, I think, 34, but I'm actually not positive. I, at the top of the page, it says bis, B-I-S-T-U-N or B-I-S-T-U-R. And I don't know if that's a note about this show. Uh, Random, unrelated letters I wrote, even though it has a capital B. Biston. Bister. Then it says Barrio Messe Satras, various months before. Uh, There's the music from the TV show Insomniac again, which has come up before David Tell's wonderful late night show from about, I think it was on Comedy Central. And then we see Guido. And he is so happy, setting up the lab. Gus rolls in. He says, hey, it's like Christmas. And he says, two weeks, Guido. And then they talk about the blue-azul. He's like, is that our competition? And then Gus is all, triple question mark. uh, Because I wasn't sure. And then Guido, he's apologetic. He says, ma salto, small differences are very tall or, you know, it's a big deal, mean a lot. And then he says, one more thing, Gustavo, we should find the cook. And then I put a question mark. Then we see you get to see Guido's place again. Then we see Victor, he says, hey, Jose Miguel, you got to get back to work. So he says, let's drive back to work. Then we get, he's back at work and it's a work meeting. And Mike and Walter are there, Victor's there, Jose's there. They're like, was well, this a, is this some sort of training? You know, is this one of the, like a require like a state required training or, and Victor's like, I don't, I don't like these kind of trainings. You know, I don't like being micromanaged. And Mike's like, why don't you, you know, relax, man. We're getting paid actually. Next thing is morning. We see CLOs at home. Or somewhat, Cielo looks sleepy, but I don't know how early in the morning it is. And Maria's there. She's like, listen, I got a ton of big bills here. Lots of bills. And Cielo's like, yo, chill, tranquilo, man. It's cool. I got it. And then Maria sees a new car. And she's like, that's a sweet ride. Is that Waltz? And then she's like, "Chow, baby. And then Cielo goes upstairs, she's like, oh, Walt's car's here, Walt's not here. She looks around, she's like, what in the heck? And then she's worried about something, she sees the key on the ground. So then she went for a drive in a bathrobe. And then I put D. oh, ditches the car down the street. And then she rolls home, but she picked up some groceries to cover her tracks. And Junior's there. He's kicking it, drinking some orange juice. I don't know. I guess he's he's not kicking it. And she, he's like, Mom, did you go to the store in your robe? That's He goes, what are you doing? And then we're at work, and Walt is like, guys, at 8 o'clock, I got to start cooking, like, no matter what, even if this uh, seminar doesn't get underway. And I don't know if they're expecting Gus Augusta, to pull a David Brent. Uh, you know, if they are like, what is he, you know, or what? And then Victor, he's like, I'm not having this, you know, he goes, this is a chain of command here. You can't just start working on the seminar day. And then Mario, who is Mike in this show, but I always call him Mike. He's like, come on, man. And then Victor's like, I'll for, I don't know. I don't know, Victor, if he's, I couldn't understand if he's anti-seminar pro seminar, but he's like, I'm going to do some work. And he goes, I think he thinks he's a, he, he's better than, he's like, I can do this work, Walt, you're overpaid. And then Walt's criticizing the work. I think he calls him an imbecile. And he's like, oh, this guy's going to totally mess it up. And then they're watching him and it's like, oh, so far so good. And then he, they're like, oh, and then he remembers the metal stuff, like tin can scraps or whatever. And then Gus rolls and everything goes quiet. And then I said, uh, Disgrace do music. dis, dis, or, I uh, de, dis or, I or Disgrace do music. Disgrace to music. This is like Spanish language and interpreting and my handwriting. And then Walt takes Gus off. I don't know, Walt talks while Gus takes off his jacket, his sweater, and Walt's explaining, you know, about work stuff and seminars, and it's like, Walt's like, I can do the seminar because I don't want to sit through any, you know, song and dances. And then Walt talks about Victor, and he says trash, I think, or talks about trash, and Victor talks back. Walt gets all touchy. Look, well, it's all, it looks like T-O-U-C-H-G, uh, but I think it's touchy, maybe. Too dry, too dry. And then Gus uh, gets dressed, and Walt uh, is talking about chemistry, chemica, all sorts of BS about that. Then whatever Walt says, it kind of bugs Gus out. And then I put cook you. Oh, no. Gus is out. Walt bugs. Oh, no. Walt begs to cook. Gus rolls out. Cook you. I think it was you cook, but uh, then we see Saul's office is closed. He's got a a guy there. And the guy trying to get in is like, yo, uh, then we see Saul in his office. This was at his overall office. This is in his private office. He's checking for bugs. Walt's on the phone. Oh, no. And then they said, Cielo's. No, Cielo's on the phone. And she's on a phone with Saul, who's on a pay phone w- with his bodyguard. And then I was like, is Saul a germaphobe? Because he's using a rag with the phone with Cielo. Hangs up. Cielo shows up at Walt's apartment. No one's here. She calls a locksmith, she acts up, like, with the baby and her asthma, and she's like, my meds, I need to get inside. And the Seattle Surgery Department, the only thing she could find is, like, Walt's craft drawer where he's got that teddy bear, uh, the eye of the teddy bear where he's trying to, he's like, oh, I'm going to put Teddy's eye on something. You know, some future craft I'm going to use Teddy's eye for. Then we see Maria, she drives home, and she's sitting in her driveway, breathing deeply, trying to get some solitude. I guess she has solitude, but centering. And she goes in the house, she's got fresh flowers, purple sweater. She's very cheery. And then all Henry does is complain about something, and he's on his computer in bed. And she tries to take interest, but Henry kind of freezes her out which I, I I used to that's one of my I used my middle name freeze out, or maybe it's my, is it a bad. And then uh, she tries like two or three more times to to get involved with what he's in, in a pleasant way. Uh, but Henry's not having it, and we go back to the lab. Uh, Walt, Jose, and Mario they start to clean in, in preparation of cooking. And then we, Walt and Jose are getting fries at a diner-type place, and they're wearing gray shirts. Uh, Walt has a, a calculator. Walt ca- oh, has a calculator shirt on. The tags are still in the clothes, which is funny. That reminds me a lot of uh, the scene in... Uh, what's that movie called? Oh, my goodness. Uh, something I should have remembered instantly. Oh, Pulp Fiction, when they have the new clothes on, and they look all square. And then uh, Well, I think that must have been Walt, Well tells Jose something is very important. And then Walt talks about Gus. Then Jose drops Walt off at his house, and Cielo rolls out of the house. She talks about, she. she's like, yeah, I hit the car. And then she's like, what's up with your clothes? They still have tags. And uh, then Walt's like, "Eh." and she's like, what's up with you? Are you okay? He's like, oh, yeah, totally okay, 100%. And then he's like, she's like, here's your keys to your car. Uh, She goes, here, you keep fool. That's what I put. I don't think that's in English or Spanish. Here's your keep fool. Uh, Cool, thanks, late. I think that's what Walt said. Cool, thanks, I'm out. And then she goes, "Yo, oh, you got one more tag on your back, bud. And then that uh, starts to walk into his car, and that's the episode ends. All right, so we're talking season four, episode one of uh, Breaking Bad. Owen's with Gale in the lab, and Gus is like, how's it going? He goes, very, very well. Uh, flurry, he uses Flurry of Deliveries. And Gales clearly takes pride in the equipment and how things are coming together. And he's so happy that Gus, you know, spared no expense. Gales, like, this is a top-quality pharmaceutical-level lab. And this is a great, great Gale line. Uh, Gus is like, you know, I want you to have what you need. And Gales says, well, I doff my proverbial cap to you, sir. And it's just only Gail would be a cap. I mean proverbial cap. And I know Gail's got an expensive-looking shirt on, a nice shirt, a wide collar, uh, for whatever time the show came out. Probably, you know, a couple of years ahead of its time, or you know, was stylish. But then he has maroon cargo shorts and sandals. I think with socks on. And I did take exception to the sandals with a cuz he was unboxing stuff in a lab. It just I said, "Come on, Gail. Uh so you know, you need steel-toed shoes in this situation." I uh, kind of like when Walt and Jesse drink out of beakers. It's like, "Come on. I mean, I've been banned from most labs or you know, most places they even say like have a lab or laboratory, and I know don't drink out of a beaker." And wear to- closed toed shoes. Now, I, I know those for making mistakes or getting, you know, shamed by adults, but still. Uh, but these are the lesson. you know, these are the pro am tips. You know, don't drink out of beakers or any sign, you know, period. It's easy. Just don't do it. Anything that looks like it's from a lab, even if it's at a themed bar or restaurant, don't drink out of it. And don't be afraid, you know, when they say, well, this is Dexter's Laboratory La- Restaurant here at Universal Studios. Uh, send it back. I don't drink out of laboratory equipment. Well, this is made of plastic. Well, yeah, but next time it won't be. Okay, so take, please take the plastic beakers away from my table before you make this scientist mad. Uh, but then we see the time crunch they're under because they're like, Gail, you got to get this thing up and running. And then Gail's like, "What this compet? What was that blue stuff? Is really good because is that our competition?" And Gail shines against is the purity, and I'm speaking in uh, chemical terms. It's off the charts, and I don't know why it's blue. He goes, "If that's our competition, we got some problems." Go, so he says, "Well, how pure can pure be?" And Gail says, "Pretty darn pure." He goes, Mr. Fring, I can get it to you 96%. And I'm proud of your figure. Hard-earned figure, 96. But this product is 99. Maybe a touch beyond that. And he goes, you know, I'd need something fancy just to even determine that last 3%. He goes, it's tremendous. It's a tremendous gulf. And this is, you know, it's strange that this is Gail's, you know, undoing. But he says he won't let it drop. He goes, like, 96% is fine. But Gail's a scientist and a proud man. He goes, don't let it bother you. And Gail's like, yeah, but I just make scientific curiosity and my curiosity of art. He goes, this is where the art and science meet. And he's like, who is it? He goes, well, chemist like yourself. But he goes, it's not going to happen. He's not professional enough. And Gail's like, if that, he's not professional. And he goes, well, no, no, personal professional. And Gail's like, this is the best I've ever seen, man. And you're doing, putting all this money into this, and you want the best. You know, maybe you should think about it. Oh, I forgot that I didn't do it justice, because when he says, Gail says, how pure could it be? I have other notes here. It says, uh, Gail almost says it to himself, like, quietly. He goes, well, it can be pretty darn, you know, pretty darn pure. I also noted Gus' is a displeasure at Gail's insistence. And then when Gail says, I know you want the best, there's this nice, to end the thing, scene, there's this Gus close up profile of Gus just staring. A nice big profile. Then the show opens. Then we get a good look at Gail's tea kettle. Uh, Jeff Solomon book, I think, no, no, Jeff Sahara book was what Gail was reading. Uh, like it's a mass market paperback. I think that's military fiction, but I don't quote me on that. It might be historical fiction. Uh, I think it's very popular. I I think there's like usually a tank on the front of the books, but I'm not, again, don't quote me. And we see Victor and Jesse, and Victor's like, you're wait, late wait for work. Jesse, let's go. And then Mike and Walt are waiting for a meeting to start at work. Uh, Walt has his hands in his lap. He's very scrunched up, while Mike is at totally at ease, and his body language is way more relaxed. And then we have Victor and Mike having a little side-to-side, and Jesse and Walt. And then Mike's like, okay, I better call Mr. Fring and uh, see what time he's getting... To this seminar, and he says, "I better get this over with." And you see, in Walt's face, uh, Walt's, you know—pensive. I would say is a good way of saying it. Uh, but as it's, as he, he turns in his chair, he's got one of those rotating chairs, and as he turns, his face changes. Walt's face. Then we see Skyler and Maurice woken her up out of bed. She's got the bills. And it's kind of funny because she says, uh, you know, don't worry. You know, she, uh, you know Murray's like, well, I got to run some errands. And she goes, thanks so much. You know, bills just keep piling up. But thank you for helping this. And then she's like, hey, she goes, is that car out front mean what I think it means? Like you and Walt? Uh, you know, she goes, I can figure it out. I'm not pressing, but uh, she goes, that's great. It's really great. And she's like, all right, I'm out, you know, say a howdy to Mr. I'm not here. And then, you know, Skyler has this look like she doesn't know what she's talking about. And then she looks around the house for Walt. Like, she sees his car, looks around the house. Then she gets his hide key that he uses, you know, that's hidden on the... I guess I should have noted in case I ever needed to borrow Walt's car or his, you know, truck car, his Aztec. I think that's what it was called. But now I forget. I think it's in one of the wheel wells, but they probably changed it, you know, since this show's so popular. And, well, it's fictional, Scoots. But then she moves the car. And actually, yeah, while she's moving the car, even the sound design in this episode's really good. There's news radio. There's a traffic report. There's a problem on Coyote. Then there's a camera shot as she parks in the, uh, in a, what's that thing called, a, uh, one of those roads, residential street, uh, why can't I think of it? A residential street that has a ter- roundabout, you know. You know the, you know what I mean, though. It's like a metaphorical word I use all the time. But there's a the camera chef from a basketball hoop as she parks the car. And Skyler rolls back from the car, you know, walks back, and there's this morning sun. Really, really nice little touch there because it felt like it was a real morning sun. I could feel the warmth on her face. And she's got this look on her face. I can't tell if it's determination or worry. And she gets back to the house, happy to see Junior, who's up for breakfast or ready for her to make breakfast. Then the guys are uh, sitting around the lab. And Walt's like, all right, you know, it's like nine ten o'clock. Or, so said, it was almost 9 o'clock, so we got to start cooking. And then Victor's like, no way. And Walt's like, we got to get to work, man. And then they're like, well, I don't know, Victor, you know. He's like, come on, Mike, we got to cook. And then I was like, well, you know, this is why we're here. And actually, Mike is sucking his gums or whatever his habitual thing he does with his mouth is. And he looks very pensive, kind of sucking at his gums. And then he's like, "Uh, that's right, we're not doing any cooking i not sure if I remember if Mike or Victor said that. Then we see Saul's door. It's locked. It's closed. His bodyguard's there. And I couldn't tell. He sits down for a while with the receptionist. I couldn't tell if uh, he was tired or staring. Like, he, he might have been a guy that can sleep with his eyes open. Uh, then there's a call in for Saul. They page him like over the loudspeaker of the phone, you know, Skyler, life for, for you. And Saul's looking for bugs. You know, he's worried. And uh, Skyler, they get on the phone. She's like, where's Walt? He goes, oh, he's, you know, working. She goes, well, I can't get a hold of him. Do you know where he is? And Walt's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's at work. Don't worry. And Skyler's like, uh, Mr. Goodman, there's something going on. Like, why would he leave his car? At my house, he goes, people carpool, it's good for the environment. And she goes, the carpools to a meth lab. And then Wallace goes, Saul's like, I'm losing you. And she goes, do you know anything? He goes, he's at work. And then, as soon as it, and then you see that uh, Saul might have some germaphobe, because he's on a pay phone outside the uh, motor lodge, the... Uh, it looks like 7IX. I don't think that was the name of the motor lodge, though. Maybe a Tix motor lodge. That wouldn't be a good name. Uh, Dick's motor lodge, D I X. But he also saw it a nice winter green shirt on. Still has his ribbon on from to show solidarity. And he had told Skyler, I guarantee you 100% Skyler's like, 100%. And he goes, oh, Yeah. And then as soon as he hangs up, he has his, "He goes, you have a passport to his bodyguard. And we see the baby in the car. It's a close-up of the baby. And then Adam and the locksmith, there. He's an older guy. And he's all about following state law. He's like, I can't, you know, I don't know if this is your domicile, so I can't break in. And then Skylar fakes asthma. Has him hold the baby. That was a nice touch. The baby's crying. And so he lets uh, Skyler in. In case you're worried, Adam says he's going to mail the bill out, so that's fine. And then Skylar finds the teddy bear eye for the project. Also knows. oh, then we see Marie in her car. They live at 4901, some street. Uh, Marie's in the car. She pauses to breathe a few times. And then the next shot we see are med, med, meds and minerals. And then we see... Uh, Mineral Enterprise or MineralEmporium.com. And we see Hank, he's kind of sweaty and oily, grizzly and grouchy. Uh, As soon as Marie comes in, he's got his arms crossed. And he's in gray sweatpants. And she's like, what are you ordering a new rack? He goes, I'm bidding on a new mineral, Marie. And she says, she comes and tries to look at it. She's like, oh, that's pretty. And he just moves the computer right away. Like his sweetest, I mean, most realistic behavior is just so sweet. He just moves, he just like a kid or an adult in this case. And I've acted like this probably. He just says, no, 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 you can't. He goes, he just moves it out of her way so she can't see. After that, we see the painting behind their bed, which is like a, a strange beach vase, still life. Uh, but it seemed like it had some surreal elements to it, a painting or print could be. Then we're back at the lab. Walt's telling everybody they should be wearing masks because Victor's working. Mike Mike actually drinks some of Gail's coffee. And then Walt's talking trash to Jesse about Victor, uh, saying, you know, Victor's going to forget the aluminum. Guaranteed, guaranteed he forgets. Now, the whole time Jesse's kind of detached And just sitting there Um, while Walt's running his mouth. He doesn't forget the uh, aluminum. then Mike rolls up close to those guys with coffee. And then Gail kind of floats into the lab with this iron glare and looks down and everyone looks up quietly. Uh, Victor looks up with the dumbest look. I mean, uh, up until then, I thought uh, this Victor had it together, but then he just gives this kind of dumb, goofy look up to Gus. And then we get some more wonderful sound design because Gus walks across the top level, which is like a corrugated uh, metal or something, like you'd be in a lab, like a catwalk. And you can just hear his footsteps, and then down the stairs, the tone changes. With every surface as he hits the lab floor, we can hear him stepping. And then there's a bunch of reaction shots of people's faces as Gus walks by. And then Walt starts the bullshit, you know, bullshit me, bullshit machine, uh, with Gus. And Walt, Gus decides, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on some lab equipment for fun here. And he has this like a smirk grin on his face at first. And Walt I noticed Walt doesn't even know Victor's name while he's talking trash about him. Uh Gus takes off his shoes, or Gus's shoe, that's what I put it. I'm assuming that's what I meant. Uh then Walt uh, he goes when he doesn't know his name, he goes, This person, that's really demeaning. Because this person doesn't know what he's been doing. And then Walt tries a pop quiz, just like it's in school. He just goes, oh, okay, what, tell me about catalytic hydrogenation. Is that prootic or apriotic? Because I forget. And then he talks about reduction, stereospecific, a bunch of other stuff, you know, metham, metham, methylamine and propane and carbons number one and two on the propane chain. That's, that's, propane chain. that's a nice combination of words there, propane chain. I get the carbon and the one and the two on the propane chain. Uh, then we use the methylamine, methamphetamine, uh, chiral center. Can you can you tell me where the chiral center is? And he says, come on, help me out, professor. So we get the j- jerky Walt with his chiral centers. Uh, Gus slides right by a Walt with this smooth motion and it gives him this... Walt gives him a languid look. I don't know if that fits, but... And Jesse then has this great lean-back reaction as Gus gets into close to a space, not even in his space, like this, you know, leaning back, uh, even though Gus isn't even doing anything. And Aaron Paul really had some fine acting this episode because he really doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but he's always there. Uh, you know, he didn't need dialogue. I mean, you probably could have watched him the whole episode, I, you know, whenever there was a shot with him in it. Uh, then Gus uh, frowns, a full-lipped frown, raises one eyebrow uh, while Walt's talking. And then Gus is like, I'm leaving. He walks out again, only footsteps. And then he says, get back to work. And then we just go cut to, like, to after work and Walt and Jesse are at a diner. Jesse's drinking orange soda, I think. It actually wasn't a diner, it was a Denny's. And Walk plus him. I don't know what that means. Uh, they both have Kenny Rogers brown t shirts on. And then we get this great piece of dialogue between them. Because uh, they're like, Walt's well, like, what's our next move? Uh, and Jesse's like, well, what do you mean? He goes, we're, we're fine. He goes, we're in the position we're in. You know, this is the present moment. Well, you have to live in the present moment. And Walt's like, I don't know, the sky falling. Jesse's like, the sky isn't falling. Walt, you're the top guy. Everything's gonna be fine. And he goes, Jesse's like, I bet you this took years to to, to design everything. He goes, hey, he goes, don't worry about it. And I think Walt says, to him, Jesse, are you sure you're okay? And Jesse's like, well, at least we all are on the same page. We all understand each other now. And Walt's like, what? And Jesse's like, we, we all get it. He goes, uh, he goes, you know, Gus is going to make this. A, he goes, Gus wants us to work here, but not enjoy work. He's going to take all the joy out of meth making. And it's not going to be a Wonka-esque experience like we thought it was. Also, Jesse got a, a refill on his orange soda. Uh, then Walt takes the cab home. He gets out. He's got red Chuck Taylors, white pants. Uh, there's no car. Skylar rolls out. She's like, yeah, Kenny Rogers, eh? And Walt's like, yeah. She goes, how you doing? And Walt's like, right as rain. And then she's like, well, your car's three blocks down. You know, I don't want Junior to think you're sleeping over here because you're not. And then there's this whistling cowboy music, and Walt walks down the street, no belts, those kind of pants are giving him trouble. And I noted, I said, hey, what's the name of the song? According to uh, the person whose name I can't say, because it'll trigger her on other people's phones, it was Truth by Alexander. And that's the end of the episode. iTunes reviews, if you want to give us a review, it's at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. And I want to thank uh, Dassipus, uh, from Canada, who says, so boring, sleep with me works really well, helps me fall asleep every night. Thank you, Desipus. Uh John the Janitor from the USA, exactly what it says it is. Your old buddy Scoots just bores you to sleep with stories just interesting, get your mind off whatever, and nonsensical enough to send you into a uh, calmer state, if not sleep. Thanks, John. Shep9378. Uh, that, that is a brain bot. I don't know if it's one of Shep uh, from the Three Stooges brain bots, but uh, Shep says they'll sleep with me any night. Honestly, they've tried sleep meditation, sleeping pills, prescription pills, uh, but their mind won't shut down long enough, and they stumbled by this spike. It's about six months ago. And instant change, and uh, they, uh, uh, they're they very thankful. Thanks, Shep. Scooter's Granny from the U.K. Hey, Granny. It uh, says, sleep with me. This really works. It's amusing, but truth to say, they've never or more, more than a few minutes. Thanks, Granny. Uh, the granny that listened to my podcast, I never had. Uh, Alexinator. Elixinator, Like that. Been listening since 2015 from New Zealand uh, when they got a little extra anxiety in their life and it was hard to get to sleep. When they did, it took hours. They searched for something to help they found the podcast and it works. Distracted from worries just enough to fall asleep. And if they don't fall asleep, they enjoy listening to the stories. Just try it seriously. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. Thanks, Alex. El- Elixinator. Uh, Lithophora. Lithophora. Uh, says this really helps. Uh, desperate last summer, search led them to sleep with me. And if your future eyes are hooked. And now they feel relief when they hear the music. Thank you. Uh, Gigabath says that we're a, Scooter's a sweet guy. And they've been listening for a while, and uh, thanks for offering a atmosphere, trust, humor, and serenity. Thanks, Giggabeth. Uh, Laura BSR uh, says best cast, best podcast ever for inducing sleep, hands down. Period. They usually fall asleep before the main part of the story. Been listening over a year, and if they wake up, which they usually do, they put the earbuds in and play in the podcast, but right back out, and boom. Right back to slumber. Also good for naps or a calming uh, distraction in an overly stimulating environment. Thanks, Laura. Uh, Lauren Vacant from the UK. Lauren Vacant. I like that. Says it works every single time. Fantastic. Instantly, Instantly relaxed. Even when I'm butchering your review. Thank you. Uh, you know the most famous MC, Basket MC, says it's boring, so boring. Puts the wife to sleep in five, 10 minutes. Thank you. Uh What about Jalatsky, J.T. J. J. Talasky. J- J- Talasky. Uh, loves the podcast. Voice is soothing. Generally good guy. Who's probably hilarious in real life. Yeah, maybe be laughing at me. Uh, it does the trick to get your mind off. Thanks, Ch- Ch- Jay Tulaski. Uh, Ando, 222 from Australia, loves it. And they have made it through a full episode. They love the deep, lazy voice. Thank you. Sydney, 213. Maybe more annoying at first, but then worth it. Thanks, Sydney. First side podcast was the voice was so annoying and the content so nonsensical. Until they fell asleep hard. And now they barely get to the story. Science, voodoo, whatever it is, it works. Thanks, Sydney. Uh, John Smith uh, listens every night, works like a charm. Thanks, John. Uh, Nick the nurse uh, says it's wonderful. Listened last night, fell asleep fast. Senseless jabber, love the podcast. And if they wake up, they put it back on and they drift off in their dreams. Uh, This one's emoticon, so it says, OMG, this is so great from Canada. Uh, For some reason, this app that I used to check, it hasn't slept like that in a long while. So thank you, OMG. Boss and Kim racing no more. They don't know how charming Scooter was until they re-listened during the day. Thank you. Uh, Nora Knauss loves the vibe to override the mind. Used to use radio or history podcasts, but this works. Uh, thank you. Over on Twitter, Summer. Thank you, Summer. Thank you and good night. Lori, thank you and good night. Uh, Liz, uh, S- Sina, uh, thank you and good night. Patrick, thank you and good night. Teresa, thank you and good night. Peter D, thank you and good night y to lie, thank you and good night. Uh, Daisy, thank you and good night. Uh, bear bee, or Bar, uh, thank you and good night. Melanie, thank you and good night. Sophia, thank you and good night. Bug, bug not funny, thank you and good night. Oh, also Melanie's uh, daughter, World of Snorecraft, I liked that, thank you and good night. Uh, Laura, thank you and good night. Rachel, thank you and good night. Sarah, thank you and good night. Becky, thank you and good night. Tommy J, thank you and good night. Uh, Olivia B, thank you and good night. And yeah, because there's some quality cues foods. Uh, Vicky T, thank you and good night. Uh, Dana, thank you and good night. Lori, thank you and good night. Ray, thank you and good night. Sheila, thank you and good night. Brian, thank you and good night. Torrence T., thank you and good night. Brenda F., thank you and good night. Judith K., thank you and good night. Ricardo V., thank you and good night. Laura, thank you and good night. Anya, thank you and good night. Allie, thank you and good night.